0: Hey friends, this week on the podcast, I am taking you back to a previous episode that is all about practical ways you can improve your website. Here's why. In the coming weeks, we are going to be diving into content creation here on the podcast. Think blogs or podcasts or how to come up with topic ideas for your blogs and your podcast. So consider this encore episode, your warm-up to get your website ready for the new content you're going to be creating soon enough. So here you go. Enjoy this encore episode of the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. Hey there. Before we get started on the podcast, I want to make sure you know I've got a free website checklist for you. It is going to show you the four elements that every equine website should have, and you can get yours today at stormlilymarketing.com checklist. All right, on to the podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. Now, in case we haven't met before, my name is Denise Alvarez, and I have a marketing business just for horse businesses called Storm Lily Marketing. And I love helping horse business owners like you create and implement effective website marketing strategies in order to help you be out doing more of what you love to do. I know that not everybody loves marketing, and you might even be here listening to the podcast, not quite sure of how you're going to do it, but that's why I'm here. I'm going to give you step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos to help you not only see what's possible for your horse business, but I'm going to guide you through that process so you can make it happen. Now today, we are talking about websites, and specifically, we're talking about some changes that you can make to your website to instantly improve it. Now, have you ever looked at your website and thought, geez, I really need some help, but I don't even know where to start. I'm a little too overwhelmed and I just don't have time. Or perhaps when we talked about gold and last week's podcast episode, improving your website was one of your business goals for the year. Now, quick side note, just in case you missed the podcast last week, I do want you to take a listen. It's episode number 13. It's going to get you primed and ready for the year ahead, and I've got a free goal-setting cheat sheet I've put together for you. So when we get done here, make sure you listen to episode number 13, okay? All right, back to websites. Now, whether you've had a website refresh on your list for a while, or maybe you just put it on there for the new year, I've got some good news. In this episode, you're going to find out exactly where to start and what changes you need to make. We're going to talk specifically about the ones that'll improve your website because, of course, we want to move you forward, right? Now, when I say improve, that's a super subjective word. So let's define it a little bit. When I say improve your website, I'm talking about, yes, visually, you want a beautiful website. But what most business owners really want from their website, is to have the people that visit your website to eventually become your customers, right? If they're the ones that are right for you. So when I say improve, we're gonna visually improve it, but we're also gonna make sure it's helping to move you forward in your horse business. So how do we do that? Well, let's get started. Here are the six changes you can make to your website to get instant improvements. Number one, resize your photos to actually fit the page and the user experience. Now, here's what this means. So often I visit equine websites and they have a great idea to feature a beautiful photo of maybe one of their horses or someone riding a horse in the discipline that they specialize in. However, there are a few common issues that I often see. Unfortunately, since that picture is right there on the homepage, it's having an impact on your valuable first impression. Oftentimes the photo is super small and so they're thinking it's a feature image, but really it just feels busy because there's a small photo with a bunch of words all over the place. Or the opposite often happens too. The photo might be too large. It's been made so large that it's blurry because it wasn't even a high quality photo to begin with. Or maybe it's so large that they decided to put some text on top of it, but not from a design perspective, just because they didn't have anywhere else to put it. And it's kind of hard to read. And it looks like they did it on accident. So one of the first things that you can do to improve your website is to go back and look at the pictures that are on there. Make sure that the size of your photos is correct. Are they the right size for where they're placed on the page? Are they the right dimensions, um, should they be horizontal or vertical, and then make sure they're high quality images. And when you do this, it's going to represent the quality of service experience that your customers and your clients can expect when they work with you. Now, in case you don't have great horse pictures, just wait. Next week, I've got a great podcast episode for you. I'm interviewing an equine photographer, and she's going to give you some specific action steps that you can take to get ready for your equine photo shoot, including a free shot list. So make sure you stay tuned for next week. But today, just remember, I want you to consider the size of your photos on your website. Okay? Change number two, get rid of that cute saying and just be clear about what you do. Here's the thing. I know that sometimes a clever saying, it makes perfect sense to you, the business owner, and you think it's going to capture attention. But the reality is that when someone lands on your website, they're actually looking to see what you do for them. What are they going to get out of the deal? And most often, if they can't tell right away, then they just might move on to the next person in their search. So one of the things that you can do to improve your website is to be super clear with your copy or the text and words that are on your site. Here's a super quick example. Rather than saying, jumping into the future right there at the top of your homepage with a picture of somebody doing a jump with their horse. Instead, you could say, we are training riders and horses to be future Olympians. Do you see the difference? It's pretty clear what you do and it's pretty clear what your objectives are. Now, I know that it might not feel as cutesy, but remember, when we're talking about improving your website, we're talking about improving the amount of people that turn into your customers when they visit you. And the more clear that you can be, the more likely it is that they're going to be becoming your customers. All right. Number three, the next change that you can make to your website to get instant improvements is actually to use less words. And for the words that you do have, break it up into paragraphs. Now, again, when I look back on the many websites that I have viewed, a lot of those have paragraph after paragraph of text on the page. And the reality is that most of your website visitors are going to see that and just scroll on by. And if it's really good stuff they should know and should be helpful to them, they're going to miss it. So to improve your website, I want you to take a look and just edit or thin out some of that text you can also break it up. So if there are some things that you're saying, Denise, this really needs to be there, then break that up a little bit. Typically, I advise that you don't have more than three sentences in one paragraph on your website. One of those reasons is that almost half or sometimes more than half of your website traffic is actually going to be on a mobile device. So those three sentences can actually look pretty long on your phone. And when you get to more than three, then they might just see a bunch of text and it doesn't even look like a paragraph. Now, the other thing you can do to help break up your text is to use some subheadings. So rather than an about page that has just a lot of words, choose a few sentences here or there and simplify it. Make them a little bit larger font size or a different font so that they stand out. It makes it easier for people who are going to just scan your page anyways to read the most important information or to know where to stop and read where it interests them most. Now, another tip is that you can look at using bullets or a list of items. So for example, if you're listing out your accomplishments such as the buckles that you've won or the shows that you've placed in, Rather than listing it in a large paragraph, do it in a bulleted list. This is going to be much easier on the eye for the people that are reading it. And it also just looks a lot better visually as they're scanning and viewing your site. All right, friends, we're halfway there. Okay, so you've made three really good changes. I've got three more for you. Number four is to include a call to action. I want you to tell your visitors what it is that you want them to do. Now, in marketing speak, like I said, this is called a call to action. Essentially, when someone visits your website, do they know what it is that you want them to do? Are you wanting them to call you and set up a consultation? Do you want them to sign a contract, perhaps for a breeding, or maybe you want them to call you about their horse's problem? Whatever it is, you need to be super clear about the action that you want them to take on your website. One of the most common ways that you can do that is with a button. Oftentimes, you're going to see a button at the top right of a website, and there's a reason for that. Marketers and researchers have actually studied the way that people's eyes move across the screen, especially on websites, and they typically move from left to right, although they'll sometimes scan, And almost always, the top right corner is the attention-grabbing spot. So you want to make the most of that. And that's often why you'll see a button there with a specific call to action, such as call today or schedule an appointment. So if you want to make a quick improvement to your website, take a look at it and see if you've got any calls to action. Is it clear what they should be doing? And if not, it should be pretty easy for you to add a few to your homepage, at least. Although ideally, every page will include some way for them to take action with you. Okay. On to number five, I want you to include your contact information. Now, before you say, Denise, seriously, isn't this a given? I can't tell you how many websites I've been on just as a customer and I've been frustrated because I can't figure out how in the world to get in touch to ask a simple question. There's nothing that will frustrate your potential customers more than when they land on your website and they want to inquire, but they can't even figure out how to get in touch with you. So to improve your website, take a look and make sure that it's easy to get in touch. Do you have a super simple contact form that they can fill out? Is there a phone number or an email address they can get in touch with you by? I can tell you one thing about contact forms, by the way. Oftentimes, people will include a contact form and then no phone number or email in order to filter those things out. And I get that. But here's the thing. In these days of digital marketing or online marketing, and a lack of personal relationships oftentimes when we land on someone's website, I've noticed that some people are weary of a business if there's just a contact form but no other means to get in touch. They start to wonder if there's really a person there behind the business that's going to respond to them. So if you can, personalize that contact form a little bit and even include some text on the page that assures them that when you get the contact form, They'll hear back from you within a certain number of days or hours. Do what's reasonable for you, but make sure you're exhibiting a high level of care for your customers too. It's going to let them know they're talking to a real person and that you really will be following up with them. Okay, friends, we've made it to number six, and here is the next change I want you to make. If you're not already, start collecting email addresses. Now, you know how I feel about using email as a part of your marketing plan, so I'm sure it's no surprise if we've been friends for a while that I'm suggesting to you that another way that you need to improve your website is to provide a way for them to stay in touch with you over the long haul. Now, remember, when someone lands on your website, they may not be looking to make a purchase or make a buying decision right that minute. Maybe they're just gathering information. But you don't want to lose your opportunity to build a relationship with them so that when they're ready, you're at the top of their mind. Email marketing does that for you. And of course, the websites that collect the most valuable and the highest number of email addresses are the ones that provide something for free in exchange for the email address that you're asking for. First of all, it's more enticing to say, hey, get this free checklist or free printable or winter prep guide or spring cleaning guide than to just say, sign up for my email newsletter. But second of all, it's more attention grabbing. As they're looking through your website, when they see the word free, they're going to stop. So at the very minimum, you can improve your website by having a way for people to sign up for your email. But you can improve it even more by having a way to deliver a freebie when people sign up for those emails too. Okay friends, there you have it. Six changes that you can make to your website to get instant improvements. Now, I want to hear from you. Which one will you take and run with today? Shoot me an email or even better, jump into my free podcast community for horse business owners, How to Market Your Horse Business on Facebook. It's a great place to share things just like this. It's a Facebook group. I will link to it in the show notes for this episode. Join me there and let me know how you're going to be taking action on your website. Now, remember, I've also got a summary of today's episode over on the show notes for the podcast, and you can get that at stormlily.com slash 14 for episode number 14. And you'll also find a link there, like I said, to that Facebook group. Do jump in and join us. Now, as always, if you've got a question you'd like me to answer here on the podcast, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd love to hear me interview somebody else, or there's another expert out there on something that you want to learn about, let me know. I always love to hear from you. Now remember, you can get notified when a new episode is available by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite listening app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you get the idea. And of course, if we're email friends, then I will send you a quick note each week just to let you know that I've got a new episode out there. You can sign up for that over at stormlilymarketing.com on the podcast page. Okay, friends, that's all I've got today. I am so grateful that you're here with me. I can't wait to hear about the changes you're going to make and especially the improvements you're going to experience on your website from today's episode. I will see you next week, friends.